Welcome to Hey Joe, a podcast answering questions asked by our listeners. Created by pet professionals for pet professionals. And now, your host, Hey Joe's very own, Joe Zuccarello. What's up, everyone? Joe Zuccarello here, and welcome to Hey Joe, a podcast brought to you by Paragon School of Pet Grooming. Check out our site at paragonpetschool.com for lots of really cool information on a variety of programs, products, and to connect to educational resources such as webinars, podcasts, current events, special news, certifications, and lots of other helpful information to help you grow yourself, your team, and of course your business. Let's get started with this week's episode. Hey everyone, this is Joe Zuccarello, your host of the Hey Joe podcast, and this week's episode is uh, sort of unique for us. We've been doing a podcast now since uh, probably the midpoint of 2018, and we have had some spectacular guests along the way. And kicking off this new year, one of the things that I'd like to do is bring a couple of, of, of patterns or a couple of series to all of the podcast listeners out there. And the very first one that I wanted to introduce and kind of take solo for this first episode is culture and trying to define what a culture means and the, just the power and the influence that a culture has in your business. And, you know, if I'm, if I'm asked anything, it's, it's, it's oftentimes the most popular uh, question that I'm asked when I'm wrapping up a seminar or, or being asked to do a seminar uh, or even just speak to any group of people, even individuals who approach me at trade shows uh, and such. And th- that one question uh, is, is where do I find good help? Where do I find good employees? Where do I find groomers? Where do I find great uh, uh, pet lodging attendants or daycare attendants or trainers or even even where do I find great receptionists? And I get that that question asked more and more often. And, and I, it started to, to kind of shape maybe what, what uh, 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 why maybe I was inspired to bring this particular series to you. Uh, because I get asked that more, what I get asked less of the time is how do I keep good groomers? How do I keep good receptionist? How do I keep good daycare attendance and such? So I started to kind of unpack this concept a little bit and it, and it goes, in my opinion, it, it, it kind of comes down to the culture that you're creating in your business. So over the course of this series of, of interviews with, with future podcast guests, I'm going to be taking a little bit of a, of a deeper dive into the different elements that maybe some special businesses out there have created in their culture. And what's interesting is that I don't believe that everybody does it the exact same way, but I bet once we start interviewing and, and, and uncovering some of those key elements, we're going to be able to start recognizing some of the commonalities, some of the things that, that most of these successful culture creators are doing in their business. And so to kick it off, I did want to kind of maybe bring a couple of these topics front of mind because it will guide the way that we, that we talk in the series with future guests. And, and the very first one is, is, is kind of a challenge to you. And that might be focusing on retention and less on recruitment. And, uh, you know, when I, when I look at that, I think, okay, well then it kind of goes back to my business background, my business degree background. And, and when you start talking about the different types of customers that we have, so we have 
internal customers and we have external customers. Well, the external customers are easy to define, right? They're the, they're the clients. They're the ones coming in and spending their money with us, right? But as we start to look at the other type of customer, that customer is our internal customers. Well, I'm, some of you are familiar with this concept. Well, maybe others of you are not. So let's take, take a moment to talk about these internal customers. Yes, believe it or not, uh, uh, you have these internal customers that are in some cases, maybe even more important than the external customers, because I think without first having the internal customers uh, established, the external customers are going to be even that much more of a challenge to get. So here's the big question. Do you give as much attention to keeping your employees as you do keeping your clients? Let that, let that soak in for a minute and just marinate in that for a moment. Do you give as much attention to keeping your employees as you do, as you do to, to getting and keeping your clients. And, and, if, and if all of a sudden you start to, to see that as uh, uh, an imbalance one way or the other, it might be that you're struggling with creating that culture then and focusing on the culture in your business. Now, whether you are owners or managers of grooming or, or pet care provider services out there, or pet care provider companies out there, or you are a member of a team, everybody has a role to play in developing culture. And, and even though this might seem like we're speaking just to the owners and managers out there, that couldn't be further from the truth because everybody has that important role. So we need to understand what that role is and how we play it. So there's just like a good stage performance. Everybody has a, a, a part of the act, a part of the show, if you would. And I've, uh, uh, you know, take a play out of Disney's leadership training you know, businesses forget sometimes that we are on stage, that we are, uh, we are bringing a show to our, to our customers. And as I start to use the word customers, I want you now to start thinking about internal and external customers. So in, in business, as I mentioned before, we have these external customers, we have these internal customers. Again, it's very easy to identify the external ones, but sometimes it's those internal ones that kind of slip under the radar, or maybe we don't even, we, we, maybe this is the first time you're being introduced to that concept. But if it's not the first time that you've been introduced to the concept of internal customers, maybe it's a good refresher to you, or maybe you've forgotten the importance of these folks. So we do focus a lot of energy on keeping and getting these external customers. Uh, you know, we do, we, we, we encourage word of mouth referrals. We have a, 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 a stronger and, and growing presence on social media. We are trying to master and figure out what we can do to market our business. We're working on relationship skills with these external customers. We're working on how do we provide better service. And we're even sometimes working on our selling skills or like what we've called in our previous podcast episodes or, or the JZ10s on LearnToGroomDogs.com for the members as, as recommending with conviction. So. Think about all of the effort, all of the energy that we're pouring into all of those different uh, elements. And then there's, you know, there's probably 10 more in line that we focus on as well. Maybe it's safety, quality, efficiency, all of those things. In order to keep our external customers coming to us, do we spend this same amount of attention toward keeping our internal customers? Do we do we work on trying to recruit through word of mouth referrals or, or do we, do we promote what we do as a team on social media? Do we, do we, do we look and see how are we marketing ourselves and our culture to our internal business and, and, and working on our relationship skills with our internal customers? My guess is 
listen, I'm as guilty as everybody else and forgetting sometimes that this is very important. So I would say myself, I would say that I, I fail in this aspect from time to time as well. And so it's okay if all of a sudden this is kind of a dose of reality, you know, a, 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 you know, a splash of cold water in your face saying, oh my gosh, I don't spend that amount of time. So I'm going to give you uh, five different topics to, to, to kind of focus on. Uh, as we go, th as we go through, not only as you go through your day, but as we go through this series of of interviewing podcast guests that uh, do these things really, really well, and some will do some of these things better than others. Some will do one thing really good, and they're still working on the other four. And some are just masters. Some have just really just got it hammered and figured out, uh, hammered out and figured out on on how to master all of these five elements of developing a culture that employees don't want to leave. And that's the magic, that's the, that's the big goal, is creating a culture that employees don't want to leave. So stick around also to the end of this podcast because I'm going to give you an opportunity to download uh, this free guide, this culture check guide. And we're going to, uh, on the guide there, all of these five elements are on there. And maybe this serves as a roadmap for you moving forward into this wonderful new year uh, that we are all in and in a great industry as well. So let's go through the five elements of the culture check when we're talking about creating that culture that employees don't want to leave. And again, focusing as much on retention uh, of, of our internal customers as we do our external customers. So the very first one, and there's a reason why it's number one, but the very first one is why do you do what you do? And what, have you ever really sat down and asked yourself that question? Do you have a clear vision for uh, uh, why uh, uh, you or your business exist? Do you, does your team have a clear understanding of what your vision is for your business and why you do what you do? This is a, uh, uh, it's a, it's a really big question, but it's number one because it's really big in importance. And that is answering that question why. And we're going to come back around in, in, in item number three and help you to try to identify or to kind of a, a check to make sure that you're doing uh, uh, what you want to do in your business from a why perspective. There's, a, there's an author out there that I really, really enjoy reading and, and watching his videos. And basically, I, I consume everything that he creates. And that's Simon Sinek, S-I-N-E-K. So do a quick Google search on Simon Sinek, and you're going to find some of these really great uh, 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 why-based uh, uh, skills that you can master to help grow your, not only you, but your team and your business. So Simon Sinek is one of my uh, favorites out there. So number one is, is why, do, why do you do what you do? And does your team have a clear understanding of what that is? And, and here's kind of the uh, little secret um, uh, for all of you that are parents out there, you probably already understand this, but for all of you that are not parents just quite yet, uh, or have not been parents for some time. Number one of this, why do you do what you do? I'm a big fan of modeling. And believe it or not, whatever, however you're behaving, however you approach business, your team is watching you. And they're watching you when you don't even realize they're watching you. So um, I'm a big fan of learning through through observation and teaching through observation and modeling. And that is one of the things that kind of uh, kind of fits right into that number one. Uh, uh, topic of, of creating a culture uh, that your employees don't want to leave, which is why do you do what you do? 
Number two, that second element is what does it look like when it's done correctly? And this is one of the things that the team at Paragon School of Pet Grooming and LearnToGroomDogs.com, we ask this question constantly of each other of what does it look like when it's done correctly? Why do we ask that? You know, and, and some people say that there's another, there's another way of framing this and it's kind of starting with the end in mind. What it means is if you were going to, to draw a perfect picture for somebody to emulate, for somebody to duplicate, for somebody to be inspired, it is, it is what does it look like when it's done correctly? And what I really like about this is that this is uh, 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 kind of helps define how we guide our team, right? Or how we guide each other. And, and does, believe it or not, people like to be told what to do. And what I mean by that is people appreciate clear guidance and, and what is expected of them. And so do you, the question here is, is do you provide clear direction and clear expectations of what correct, quote unquote, correct looks like? And what I really like about this one, this is a, a, a really simple one to solve for. And that is not only being able to, to speak about a clear vision, but let's just go ahead and show a clear vision. And sometimes people get caught up in saying, well, a vision is very big and vision is very lofty. It doesn't have to be. I have sometimes a vision of what a perfectly mopped floor might look like. And so I know that sounds silly, but if I were to ask which I have a lot of a lot of the people that listen to this podcast are just people in the industry that I know. How do you demonstrate or how do you how do you describe what a perfectly mopped floor might look like? And I know I'm using an extreme example to make a really clear and simple point, but it's important, right? Do you have a checklist? Okay, well maybe that's great. Maybe that is that's a checklist saying that they've accomplished a task or that they've done a task, but not necessarily how to do the task or how they've done the task. So some then will say, well, I have an employee training manual, which describes exactly what they should be doing and what products they should be using and what tools they should be using. And I think that's a huge step in the right direction, but not necessarily where we should stop. Here's a challenge for you. In, in, a, in a world where we're so inclined to consume our, our, our inspiration and our education visually, believe it or not, you might have to just video this. You might have to have somebody holding a, 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 a cell phone, a mobile phone, and video, uh, uh, capture video of you doing this process to the level that you want your team to do it. And then you can build this video library that is all about how they do certain tasks. Is this worth your time and investment or your investment of time? I, I would like to think that it absolutely is because it leaves very little up for interpretation, right? And it's so simple. Uh, 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 and if, hey, if you're not the best at doing this and pick the, the superstar that's on your team that does this the best and record them and show this. Um, I, I'm, I'm often asked about uniforms and appearance and, 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 and what does correct look like from a professionalism or image standpoint. And I say, listen, find somebody that's on your team that is of average body size, uh, uh, average uh, looks and appearance, whatever, um, and, and, and take a picture of them, right? Take a picture of them wearing your uniform and say, this is the model. This is what it is that we want to look like. And, and of course, everybody comes in different shapes and sizes and heights and, 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 and 
uh, ages and everything else, but it gives you an opportunity. And, and if you want to get very creative, and I've had a lot of people tell me that they do this, they take several pictures of several different people that are doing it correctly. And that's part of their digital manual as well. So maybe the idea or maybe the concept of a written manual is starting to kind of move its way out of our system because we are a very visual type of industry. Again, I like to say that we are a high touch industry, not necessarily high tech, but in this case, I think using tech to help us solve everyday simple guidance or simple direction and expectations is a, is a, is a perfect application. So number one was why do you do what you do? Number two is what does it look like when it's done correctly? And number three, like I promised, this kind of ties a little bit into the number one and back into the why. This is, this is the element or, or the, 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 the idea of because, right? So if you answer everything you do, starting with the word because, then you're most likely, most likely focusing on the why you do what you do versus the what you do. Does that make sense? So if you're looking at this and, and, and if somebody says, well, why do you do that? Or why is this that way? Well, then your very first word out of your mouth typically is because. Now, it shouldn't be the only word, right? It's not like when your kids are little and they say, why are we doing this? And you said, because I said so. No, that's, <laughs> that's definitely not the right answer, right? But if, if everything that you can, if, if, if you can describe everything you do by starting off with the word because, then you're approaching everything you do from the why perspective. Let me give you an example. So if somebody were to ask me, or they don't even really have to ask me. I say maybe because I want to provide the best convenience for my customers, I will open my business a, a, a small amount of time earlier than my, the people I share the market with, my quote unquote competitors, okay? Because I, because there it is naturally, right? Because I believe we can grow through convenience that is what we do. So you see, after you start to kind of get in the groove of operating from a why perspective, these becauses, these because answers happen pretty, pretty easily. Um, number four, uh, continued education. Obviously, I'm in the education business. So Paragon School of Pet Grooming, LearnToGroomDogs.com, both of our solutions are, are geared and, and, and aimed at continued education. So one thing that I recommend that you do is don't shoulder this burden yourself of bringing education to your team. Now, if you don't do it at all, well, then you have to start. Maybe you're the one that kind of gets people inspired to do this, but encourage a culture of seeking and sharing information from the outside, not necessarily something that you're going to bring to them that they're going to, to learn in a day's experience or dealing with customers throughout the day, which that's a great learning opportunity, but not the only learning opportunity encourage your team to seek education and training from the outside and then bring that in. Now, sometimes they're not going to understand or be able to be able to figure out when they can share that information then and, and what's most appropriate. So maybe part of creating a culture of learning, creating a culture, uh, a sticky culture where customers, your internal customers don't want to leave. Maybe you give everybody an opportunity. Maybe it's a once a week uh, we'd like to say that uh, with LearnToGroomDogs.com, for example, our members tell us all the time that they, that they have a brown bag lunch uh, every Friday or every other Friday. They give a topic out there 
the the team goes and watches the videos or they or they or they find something even outside of of traditional uh, uh, grooming industry education and they bring that in and they, and and what's great is that they translate that into a learning experience let me give you a, a, another extreme example to make a point let's say that you're going to encourage your team to learn anything, anything, and, and maybe even you encourage them to learn something outside of pet grooming, just something out there that helps make them feel fulfilled or, or successful or, 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 or educated. And let's say it's knitting, right? Let's say you've got somebody, I know it sounds crazy, but just, just bear with me just for a moment, but let's say it's knitting. Well, something I would bet that is very, very important to being successful in knitting is patience because that would, that's probably what rules it out for me is the patience aspect, right? But patience can be, can be important in a variety of different applications. So you probably already see where I'm going with this. So if even they're learning knitting outside of grooming, and sometimes you want to encourage them to get outside of the industry, learn something outside of what they do every day, so that what they're learning outside of what they do is not work, right? but encourage them to translate those things. So what did you learn, Susie, uh, from learning, uh, taking a knitting class or taking a ballroom dancing course or, or taking a, a cooking class at the local culinary uh, institute or even the grocery stores that offer those now, which are kind of cool, right? What are those elements that maybe they learn? Not the specifics, but what are the elements? Like I said, find those little nuggets of gold, like in knitting, it might be patience. So um, encourage a continued education. So to recap real quickly, we've gotten through four, we've gotten through number one, which is why do you do what you do? Number two is what does it look like when it's done correctly? Number three is because remember answering, trying to answer everything that you do with the word because that helps us focus on that we're, we're doing our business from a why perspective. And then continued education is number four. And number five, which is one of the most important, right? We cannot be successful, I believe, without doing this. And this is supporting our internal customers, supporting our team. Do, do you, you know, do they dread getting up and coming into work every day? Do you dread getting up and coming to work every day? So, you know, this is where, this is one of the best ways to support them is simply creating this place where people want to work and where they want to learn and where they can feel successful and fulfilled. And that is really, uh, uh, that's sort of, folks, that's sort of the magic bean out there. Again, I, I'd like to say that I've found the person that does this perfectly. I am far from the person that does that perfectly. I understand these things. They are an important part of my daily routine. They're an important part of my daily interaction with my team, but I still have, and probably not probably, I will always have work to do in all five of these areas. So just kind of start, just start somewhere. And, and the best place to start, and I know that I rattled through these really quickly, and I know a lot of our podcast guests out there listen to this on their way to the office, or maybe even during a lunch break, or even during the day in your earbuds while you're grooming, or while you're providing professional pet care services. But that's okay. It's, we're going to make it really simple for you. You can go to paragonpetschool.com, and we're going to make this, this PDF a free downloadable resource uh, for you. Uh, if you are growing tomorrow's leaders, share this with them, but share it as much as we possibly can, because I really believe that these elements in any industry, but specifically the professional pet care services industry is imperative to not only driving 
uh, success in each in each business and success in each person, but success for the industry in general. How can we do our part so that our industry is viewed as a more professional industry, uh, uh, governing and, and commanding even greater respect out there? And I think that by, by bringing elements like this and focus like this uh, uh, does nothing but give us even more ammunition, more uh, uh, credibility to what it is that we do every day. So uh, again, this is a kickoff. This is an introduction to uh, a series. And I don't know, I, I hope we have several, several different uh, uh, podcast interviewees. I've already got some really, really great ones uh, lined up for us in the upcoming weeks. But so stay tuned to the Hey Joe podcast. We always appreciate that you listen out there. And for anybody who has any questions or any feedback, please feel free to send that along to us. I see all of those uh, uh, firsthand and directly. It's easy to do. Simply email us at heyjoequestions at paragonpetschool.com. So this is Joe Zuccarello, your host of the Hey Joe podcast. And until we talk again, I wish you the very best.